0: I am Gregory Hallows, and this is Preserve Halloween Podcast. Uh, we're coming up on the end of the month of January already. Uh, this year is going by rather quickly. Um, February will be upon us, and with February coming up in the next few days, we are starting, you know. Holidays will be starting up again. Uh, in January, we did have a couple, but uh, February brings us a holiday uh, called Candle Moss, which is celebrated on the 2nd of February. And this is also known as the Feast of the Presentation of Jesus Christ, the Feast of the Purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And the feast of the holy encounter, and this is a Christian holy day that commemorates the presentation of Jesus at the temple. Well, uh, Imbolc is an ancient Celtic fest feast. Sorry, uh, usually held on February first, and was and is considered a time of purification, preparation, and celebration for the new life that uh, you know comes during springtime. Uh, This Gaelic traditional festival marks the beginning of spring and lands just about uh, halfway between winter solstice and the spring equinox. So, historically, Imbolc was widely observed throughout Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man. It is one of the four Gaelic seasonal festivals, along with Bieltain, Lungnistad, and Samhain. Um... And I apologize if I am pronouncing all of those uh, incorrectly. I almost pronounced "Sawin" incorrectly. Um, for Christians, especially in Ireland, this is a uh, feast day uh, for St. Bridget. Uh, we'll talk about that more in just a minute. Uh, Imbolc is also known as Imbolg, Omelk, Bridget's Day. Bridget's Day. St. Bridget's Day. St. Bridget's Day. Lupercus. The Feast of Lights, Groundhog's Day, and even it is known as Candle Moss. So wait a minute, uh didn't I say earlier at the beginning of the podcast that Candle Moss was a Christian holy day? Well, as many of us know, Christian religion uh adopted many pagan holidays and traditions while they were making their wonderful salesman's pitch trying to convert uh, in a way that seemed much less intrusive to those who they were attempting to convince to switch over to their religion. Um, not always uh, done in a, a good way, but that is history. Um, as mentioned above, the ancient feast of Imbolc is also known as Bridget's Day, and this is honors the great irish goddess bridget at her shrine uh in the uh, cap uh irish capital of kildare uh they would have 19 priestesses uh, because no men were allowed and they would uh, keep a flame burning constantly in her honor uh, bridget is known as the goddess of fire inspiration healing craftsmanship and midwifery but she is also the patroness of the hearth, poets, craftsmiths, craftspeople, healers, and priests. Um, in some of the legends and, and history and folklore, what, whatever you want to call it, uh, it was said that Bridget had two sisters who were also named Bridget. And another version of the word Bridget is bride. And so, um, Bridget, basically, whenever a woman is to be married or handfasted uh, in the time frame of history, uh, women were called a bride in the honor of, of Bridget. So that was really cool to, to read about. Um, on Imbolc uh, slash St. Bridget's Day, Bridget's crosses were made and a doll-like figure of her... Uh, would be you know carried around from house to house by girls uh sometimes they were accompanied by straw boys uh in some legends uh the girl who became saint bridget wove her very first cross uh, as she was trying to explain Christianity to her father who was a, a chieftain um this is just you know one of the accounts. Uh, in some of the other stories, the cross is not a cross at all, but it is a wheel of fire. Uh, and if you've seen any pictures of these crosses, it would explain why they look the way they do, uh, the shape. Um, but uh, in parts of Ireland, Bridget is known as a goddess of the crossroads. And her symbol, the cross or the the wheel of fire, uh, whatever you think it is, uh, this represents the place where two worlds meet and uh the year at the time you know of this celebration is at a crossroads between light and dark um so in bulk is the time frame when bridget was said to visit your your home and to receive her blessings you would have to make a bed for her and leave her out you know food and drinks and um Anything that you wanted to be blessed would be left outside. Items of clothing, uh, those would be left outside for her to bless. And she was also uh, asked to protect the homes and the livestock of the people. Uh, pe- to do this, you know, like many uh, things in history you read, uh, there were special feasts. And um, people considered this a time of divination um so let's get back to the christian uh version of this this day uh candle moss is the christianized name for in bulk uh the roman catholic church uh did not want to call what was considered uh a goddess in ireland a demon so what they didn't said they sainted her so for uh roman catholics she became saint bridget uh she was the patron saint of smithcraft poetry and healing and they explained this to irish people by saying that bridget was really in reality an early christian missionary and any uh miracles that she was said to perform uh where, you know, they, they, this misled common people into believing she was a goddess. And, um, basically the Irish, or some of the Irish, just believed this. So, uh, Bridget's holiday was, uh, marked by kindlings of sacred fires. And she, you know, because she symbolized fire as, as birth and healing, uh, She was also uh, symbolized fire of the forge and fire of poetic inspiration. So bonfires were lit, and uh, this was done to, you know, basically honor her. Uh, And the Roman church also basically took that uh, symbolism and made it their own. So Candlemas became uh, a day when the church candles... That would be used for the coming year would all be blessed. So, uh, Roman Catholics, Christian Christianity, uh, not only did they adopt uh, Bridget herself, they also adopted her fire uh, symbolism. So, uh, anybody that you know is a is a lover of history and, and learning about religion and. Holidays and things like that there there's lots of stories like this where you know religions co-opt or or you know steal you know other religions, especially pagan um steal it for for their their own so um one of the things I read was uh, about purification and what this meant. Uh, this was an old custom referred to as churching women. Uh, this was because women were believed that they were impure for six weeks after giving birth and since uh, Mary was uh, who gave birth at the winter solstice, she would not be purified until February 2nd so that is the symbolism or the you know time frame for the day in uh, pagan symbolism, you might be able to uh, compare this to when the great mother once again becomes the young maiden goddess. And one of the most interesting things that I read while doing research for this podcast was uh, February 2nd is Groundhog's Day in the U.S. and I believe Canada. And one article that I read compared uh, or basically stated that groundhog is a manis, manifest manifestation sorry of the god and um, he has been sleeping since sawin and stirs in his slumber to get a take on the coming light so i found a you know a poem or a little limerick or whatever you want to call it that went if candle moss day be sunny and bright winter again will show its might if Candlemas day be cloudy and gray, winter soon will pass away. Uh, this sounded a lot like the Pennsylvania Dutch uh, belief that if a groundhog sees his shadow, we will get six more weeks of winter. Um, it's funny how, you know, all of these things, the more you research and the more you read about things, they, they all have ties and somehow seem related. so, I am going to start saying that this is uh, six degrees of Samhain. Uh <laughs> So it, it's really fun for me to look up holidays and certain times of the year and find out how things came about. And, you know, there is so much history that is not written down. It was passed on you know, orally. So, a lot of this stuff is really, really difficult to pin down information on because it was not until, uh, you know, Christians started writing down a lot of stuff that there is, you know, some history about these things. And, you know, a long time ago, history was spoken and passed on, you know, verbally. So, yeah, it's it's really cool to find all these old books and all these old articles and I've gotten a lot of help from a ton of really good online sites. I'll list those in the uh information on this podcast. I want to make sure I give credit where credit is due because you know, a lot of this stuff is just me reading articles that wonderful people have already written. Um and and just trying to compile it in a way that somewhat makes sense, but isn't very, you know, crazy long. I think that uh, one of the biggest goals I have in this podcast is to stir, it, stir the interest for people to want to research these things themselves. I don't want to be the be-all, end-all of information because there's no way that I can be that. I just want to pass on things that interest me and pass on things that I think that you know the people that listen will find interesting, and hopefully, it's it's information that you either you know didn't know much about or have always been interested in, and this kind of sparks that interest even more. So, I'm going to end uh, this podcast on the note. Or I found a really cool uh, band called saudui I'm probably saying it wrong. I I really apologize for a lot of the pronunciation I do, because I'm sure it's way off. But uh, they have an album that combines basically traditional uh, folk music with uh, metal, pretty much. Uh, But they have a song called In Bulk, and it's also the name of the album, I believe. So... Um, thank you for listening, and as always, preserve Halloween. ¡Que bañade a